Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptic and Unhinged. I'm your host, Mary-Kate Willis, and very exciting episode today. Very fun things to come. But before I get into intros, make sure that you follow my socials. My Instagram is marykate.willis. My new TikToks are mk9unit, Cryptic and Unhinged for this podcast, audiogram clips, and Mary Jane Not Kate V2. And my Snapchat's Mary Jane Not Kate, and my B-Reel's Mary Kate Willis. Okay, that's all of them. <laughs> do you want to plug your socials? Hell yeah. My personal is really boring, so I won't do that. But my personal fave for our business is at Personal Fave Co. P-E-R-S-O-N-A-L-F-A-V-C-O on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And my B-Reel is Hans Hut. It's cute. <laughs> I forgot to post today, but... <laughs> I mean, I'll be real from maybe it's not very real, but maybe I'll be real from this podcast. Yeah, yeah. But personal fave is what matters most. Beautiful. Okay, <laughs> so we're here with Hannah today, and Hannah and I have many different interwoven, <laughs> I guess, like connections through many different ways. But I guess we'll just like have you intro yourself yeah. and kind of say a little bit about who you are, why you're here. Yeah, and I'll take a bong rip. Perfect. Okay, beautiful. Love it. Go for it. My name is Hannah Hutton, and I have known Mary Kate since she was born, which is terrifying. Crazy. Really fucking scary. And her older sister is my best friend, and I have a sexual health and wellness company called Personal Fave Co. that Mary Kate actually helped us out with when we first launched, and because we needed someone young and cool to teach us social media and also Mary Kate's just really smart and helped us on research. Honestly, too, like it was for an internship and I got school credit for it, which was kind of legit because I did not think I was going (laughs) to like pass high college. Where? How old am I? Yeah. Yeah. We just kind (laughs) of covered this. Like, I don't I'm turning 22 this month and I feel like I'm still mentally 18. But yeah, kind of like so how do I like do you want to intro or talk about how you met my sister? Yes. I feel like that's important. It is important. To the storyline. It is. So your sister and I met when we were 10 back on the East Coast. I'm also from the East Coast mm-hmm. on Martha's Vineyard, which is like as white as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Truly. We're best summer friends. And so we've been, I'm I'm old for all you listeners. I'm 32, almost 33. Stop. Grandma. And so we met when we were 10. And it's like, literally the year I was born yep which is crazy that's crazy 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 crazy. and Taylor came out to California first in Orange County and then I drove cross-country 10 years ago essentially following her to Los Angeles I live in LA and I've been here 10 years working in like clean business startup world and then I started my own company which is insane. Like the pipeline, I feel like to starting your own business from working for somebody else is so real. It's like, insane. I think you just realize that you want to do that after, you know. I learned like so much people. about like listening to your pod. I was like, I hear Mary Kate so loudly and clearly because like I didn't love a lot of my bosses and like of my authority but I'm really good at managing other people and I have really good ideas and sometimes I felt like stunted by them and so I was like I'm just gonna go do my own thing do you think that also kind of stems from being a control freak yep yeah because <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same right. way and I'm just like that and then kind of how did you get 
into personal fave? Like, what okay. was the pipeline there? So where I worked before was this company called The Honest Company. It's like clean, baby, mom heard of products, it. Jessica yeah. Alba, blah, blah, blah. And then my business partner, who's not here today, Stephanie, is a friend from high school. And she straight up had an infection at Burning Man. Someone using a nasty product with her having sex at Burning Man. She had the worst UTI, had to go to the doctor's office, like crazy. Super inconvenient. Like wildly inconvenient. Yeah. And she had to go on antibiotics. It was bananas. And then we like did research and the product that the dude used was disgusting. And we were like, okay, so like what I was doing with baby products, let's do a sex products. And that's also like de-shame, stigma, shame and stigma, de-shame, defuse shame and stigma yeah. around sex and empower people to like prioritize their pleasure and make it fun and not instill fear and shame. Yeah, I think that I didn't know the whole like pipeline came from Honest Co because I knew there was a lot about like destigmatizing sexual yep. stuff, which is perfect for my brand because I'm the first one to be like, oh, I was hooking up with this guy last night. <laughs> and so it kind of almost like worked out in that way because I was like, oh, I'm very like sex positive. I'll talk about my yes. sex life with anyone and right. including my mom. People don't love that. But oh, I love it. I love to talk about it. I'll She's talk about my sex life with Jen. Yeah, with anyone, honestly. You shouldn't be... She always taught me growing up, you shouldn't be having it if you can't talk about it. I agree. And... But, like, the way sexual education is, it just, like, instills fear. And they don't talk about pleasure. Pleasure's good, you guys. It's really good for your health. And Gen Z and millennials are all stressed the fuck out. And you know more sex less stress and we have hookup culture like yes. we live in hookup culture and that's stigmatized but like if you're going to be doing hookup culture do it right yes like, do everything that you're supposed to there but i think that honestly i think what was i gonna say i just <laughs> lost my train of thought i'm like the highest sitting in now holy fuck i think that something that was kind of interesting for me coming into it was working on social media and i kind of helped kickstart the tiktok yes. with it how has that been going and like how do you use social media to kind of it's help the business so hard and i know like with your personal business you've dealt with this which we were talking about before yeah. and we're constantly shadow banned on instagram on tiktok and we are making clean like sex products and black glass balls. Like it's super elevated and chic and it gets shadow banned, but you can post like a swastika or a Confederate flag or like a fucking AR rifle and like it get doesn't get taken. Yeah. So it just like further motivates me because I'm like, wow, social media and like the controlling around it all is so conservative and fucked up. And we're trying to like make people happy and have good sex and like we have people who need to use lube. Our main products right now are lube. But I'm like, this shouldn't be shadow banned. But we just use it to further motivate us. And like, we just clap back and post like, hey, guess what? We're shadow banned right now. And we're shameless about it. Yeah. Like just <laughs> here's more naked pictures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's a butt. Do you think that it helped with the, you know, they just took down the nipple ban. Has that been helping the, with it the shadow ban? It has. But I also fear that a lot of that was lip service. And I'm not sure how like the full rollout on that has been. So we haven't yeah. seen like, honestly, right now we're super shadow banned. And this is the most shadow banned we've been in a while. So I hope Meta is speaks like keeps its word around the free the nip because like it's not it's a nipple guys. Yeah, like get over it. Especially women's only. Like that's super fucking frustrating. What the fuck? Super frustrating. Yes. So like something that I feel like not a lot of people talk about is the whole concept of a shadow ban and yes. like how that happens. Do you wanna like explain it in your own yes. words? Well, 
I'm sure like on TikTok and on Instagram, literally words like sex, even like CBD, lube are all in this data with all these bots and the AI and like the algorithm immediately. Yeah. The algorithm will flag it and hide it from people's feeds because it's considered adult content. So then you have to do the stupid workarounds of like misspelling sex or lube or even fucking vagina and vulva. And I'm like, this is anatomy. This is yeah. like my body. Yeah. Like, why does that happen? And then it, it's to the point where like the bots in this algorithm with the AI, like this whole word bank they have, make it so your account literally doesn't show up in people's feed. And when you search for us, you have to spell out the entire handle for it to even populate. It's that's frustrating. Extremely frustrating. Because I know there's like a difference. I mean, that's Instagram seems like it cracks down a lot harder in the sense that you're restricted for a yes. lot longer period of time with TikTok when you get kind of shadow banned it's something that you can break out of yeah, by just like posting posting yeah yes. and then eventually the repeated violations lead to accounts getting deleted which i hear with instagram is like the same like it when you is. get an account deleted it's like gone my personal account got deleted off oh, of yeah. instagram i had like less than 1500 followers like i did and i barely posted uh-huh. gone poof wouldn't restore it nothing. yeah like not even an appeal would go yeah. through yeah. yeah and that's what people like don't understand about me losing my tiktok is like you can't there's no one on the other end no. like you're sending in basically all these emails appealing like i even had my fans appeal and it's like no one's gonna listen to it unless no you got the listen, blue check next read. to your name yeah, they don't give a shit. yeah and so there's even like that elitist structure too in social media and the algorithm itself which is nuts and no one talks about that but you know you can definitely like pay your way out of the shadow bands and stuff like that if you've got the money so ridiculous my sister just walked in and this is their best friends from like childhood so that's the whole connection of like you know things coming together in that sense which i honestly think i've been since i started tiktok wanted to get you guys on to you know anything because i feel like it's such a good story that goes with like my brand i don't know i'm so i get hired to do like a date i did a dating app opening once and it's called posse global and you like basically connect it with your posse your friend group and you can be in a relationship to be on it you can like go to make friends be a wingman you can specify it in the posse and you'll put where you are for the night, whether it's like a restaurant, a bar, like a concert venue. Oh, I'm so into And that. other posses can like track you on the map and come meet up with you. That's very cool. Like yeah. Yes. Grouper was like way back. Yeah. Back in our day. Yeah. I've never heard of anything <laughs> like that before. So I went and it was like the weirdest thing ever. Do you feel like you ran into a lot of problems, not just with the shadow ban? Like, did people in your social circle raise an eyebrow? Why are you making a lube company? This is so weird. I think it definitely, like, just off the bat. But once you get to know more about it and, like, the motives behind it being, like, clean and, like, talking about women's health and reproductive health and, like, sexual wellness. A hundred percent. It brings a lot to the table. It brings a lot to the table. And it's, like, if we're, like, eating organic food and, like, using clean makeup, like, maybe what's touching our genitalia Mm. should be also clean and there's so much like doesn't matter in age like pelvic floor issues lgbtq like really benefit from our product yes so it's yes. like once you get past the like to your point exactly like the raised eyebrow you're yeah. kind of like okay cool this is important and it's cool you're like let me just like explain yeah. a little bit further Take this, yeah. t- sit down yeah <laughs> this is like more of like a conversation than just like a one-liner which is like what we like a lot like we make great clean products but we also want to help educate and like we have a great blog as you know yeah people 
Your web Hello. design is super cool Thank you. for it's that. very fun. Shout out to Anna Empson who did our site. Yeah, that was, was really sick. Cool. And I remember Stephanie telling me that you guys got a lot of traffic just because of how it was designed alone. Yes. So like a lot of awesome, like geeked out, design obsessed people. Like there's this thing called thing testing where you can find us and they, they love our site. So, uh, and like a lot, there has been a lot of people like we're transparently fundraising right now and they're like, you should redo your site to make it more like shoppy and like a store and i'm like eh, but i kind of like it it's so Different. fun yeah it's, it's fun. so it's fun if you guys have the chance definitely go check out their website because it's just like the coolest design i think i've seen for a website ever i remember being like very their whole aesthetic is super appealing i wish i you know had the brain power behind that but you guys have put a lot of work into it literal blood sweat and tears yes. and 24 7 stephanie and i were on a call with this the other day and we had like huge oversized sweatshirts and like our hair looked like we had just gotten out of bed let's do because we just like had been up all night doing work we yeah like cracked professional but like this is what happens when you start a company yeah how did you like what was the motive behind how did you know even where to begin it is so hard and we were really fortunate like we got a small angel check from like friends and family and we still have friends and family giving us small checks and we said yeah and we stalked a chemist in the valley and like gave a wish list of like what we want, what type of ingredients we wanted in our products. And he was like, cool. He was like very into what we were creating. Love that. We found like the coolest, like we just literally did so much stalking of like what we wanted to build. We're like, okay, we want really cool packaging. We want really cool branding. Like we had sessions where we would do like get really stoned and like brainstorm what would be our dream website brand name colors and it was so fun and it took a long time and it's definitely not perfect and we just we also like we're allergic to ego so we know what we don't know we're like okay cool we're not financial data analysts we're not financiers we're not scientists so we're just gonna like ask all the experts and have them support us yeah and like play the role sometimes i feel like a lot of people end up finding success in starting things that they feel almost underqualified for that they could never do a hundred percent like transparently we are in talks we talked to engineers at mit this morning of re-engineering the condom and is gonna take a long ass time but we want it to be something that people enjoy using instead of dread using. And so whether it's like new materials that we make it out of, like we're going to have a marketing splash on college campuses with really strict abortion laws in those states and just be like, but again, we don't know how to fucking make a condom. So we're talking to really, really much smarter people at MIT this morning about it. That's insane. Cause I was like, I mean, almost you think in that direction when you make a lube, like to kind of have the pair to go together Mm And then you have two different kinds of lube. Yes. So we have a water base, which yes. is latex compliant. Yay. And then we have a CBD oil base, and they're both toy safe. Yeah. Because you're, are you a Belasco girl? A Belasco girl, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it works with all Belasco. Really? Yeah. Good reviews? Yes, great reviews. Well, there you go. <laughs> Interwoving together again. The brands are so consistent. Can't help it. But yeah, I feel like... That's so important, too, because I feel like a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. about lube. Can you just talk about like yes. how lubes on the market are unhealthy and what's going on with all that? Okay, so I'm going to use a bunch of nerdy words, but there are endocrine disruptors oh. <laughs> in most lubes on the market, which means that they are filled with petrochemicals, phthalates, and parabens that should not be touching your reproductive organs whatsoever, which is why Stephanie got a horrible 
UTI that sent her to the doctors from Burning Man because of the product that she used. And like there, and there's also like it messes up sperm motility and fertility. And you're just putting like anything. This goes for any personal care product that you see. But if there is an ingredient that says fragrance or perfume, even if it's unscented, that means it's a cocktail of unregulated ingredients. And so we don't even call our products lubricants because that would mean they'd have to be like through the FDA tested on animals and using like some of their more regulated or unregulated ingredients to make them CVS shelf safe. So we have sex serums and pleasure oils. And so there's silicone lubes, water lubes, and oil lubes. We do water and oil just because that's where you can source the cleanest ingredients from. People really like silicone because they think it can stay wet longer because like traditionally it can, but we geeked out on our ingredients and they're both perfect. (laughs) And one of, I think wet is like saliva reactivated as well, right? And it's pH matched, which is great. And it just got published in an academic journal from Texas Tech. Oh, Sperm motility and conception. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, which is very cool. So there is Taylor. <laughs> My sister's holding a fan up girl. cards. <laughs> fan girl in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's insane. It's insane. And so there's this product called Preseed that you can get at CBS, which is like parents that are trying to conceive always uh. buy and we and that's been the number one on the market for 30 years and in this controlled study we just outperformed it which is so cool Yay! that is amazing wait that's so cool i mean i'm literally taking a class right now where we're talking about all these research studies and that's all i've been looking through all day that. like imagine if i accidentally stumbled upon it i would have like shit myself i have to look it up after this <laughs> that's crazy though that's like official official it's legit and haven't you gotten launched in like a lot of other oh, things yeah. recently so we are in goop gwyneth paltrow's store we're Love in that. A lot of sex shops, Pleasure Test, Babeland, Lion's Den, Hustler Hollywood. Cindy's. I went to a few of those with Stephanie, yes, by did. the way, and it was like the most insane experience oh, of my life. Exactly what you're picturing, whoever's listening. And yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, like, this is her college credit internship taking Mary Kate into sex shops <laughs> uh, to do research to get our product on shelves, which is <gasps> hilarious. It was so fun. Of course. And like, but the thing with sex shops, rightfully so they have this like extremely seedy gross connotation so we want to like shift that narrative and be like you i kind of think about it as cannabis too because it's like back in the day when you were like buying weed it was like shady you didn't really talk about it and now like weed stores look like apple stores and it's like why can't we do that with sex shops too like yeah make elevate it like and that was kind of the whole move with the packaging too right was just to make it look like you want it to be yeah. chic, but you can leave it on the shelf without feeling awkward. Like the they're both in black glass bottles with pumps, but the boxes are really fun, genderless, bright colors. Yeah, our tagline is literally "We keep it clean so you can get dirty." Yeah, like we just like it to be cheeky and fun. Like that's what sex and pleasure should be. Fun. Yeah, we're like a little jester with like a little caretaker. For yeah. Him. Honestly, it's really just like the coolest thing that I've ever heard of. And I think that I even had the bottle at one point. I did leave it up on my shelf. Like I always had it out. It does look really good. It's really pretty. It is. It is. It's very like official official. And then kind of going into like everything that has been a challenge and with launching and all of that, what are like the roses and thorns? What are the positives and negatives of this whole process? Yeah. So Stephanie and I are super cheesy. 
we again we met in high school so we know each other personally which like when you start business with a friend you have to be able to set boundaries like personally and professionally and not let them get in the way of each other which we've definitely been good at but since we know each other so well we really prioritize just every mini milestone whether it's like wow we had a really good day on our website with like the amount of orders we came in we'll hug each other and tell each other we're so proud yeah or we'll be like wow we just posted a blog post and everything was spelled incorrectly (laughs) so like you know we're not perfect we're definitely human and in terms of like roses when we first launched like seeing our names with our product in glamour magazine i think was like a huge pinch me moment yeah uh, to be like okay this is legit this is really really real getting in goop eight months after launch was like such a rose but a thorn is really like right now due to the economy like fundraising it sucks i mean it further motivates me but it's like a bunch you're talking to just a bunch of old white men and being like, please give <laughs> I us your Lou. money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's like two young girls that are, like created this product. So, you know. Sexuality can be used to your advantage in that way. That's what I'm saying. Ask not what you can do for the patriarchy, <laughs> but what the patriarchy can do for you. MK for president. <laughs> on Wednesdays, we wear pink. And on my birthday, yes. I'll make it a national holiday. Okay, great. I love right. that. But okay. I was going into that, like influencers... Do you feel like influencers have helped you to promote your product in a way? Yes and no. Okay. It's finding the right influencers that are sex positive. Like you can gift anyone you want to. True. Like when we first launched, we gifted Tinks and like she was really nice, but like she, and it was like right when she was taking off, she wasn't going to like post anything. That's fine. But what I'm noticing is like influencers with smaller followings are more authentic and you can like, the consumer isn't dumb too. Like a consumer can be like, wow, this person's getting paid to talk about that product yeah, yeah. versus like, oh, that person like is interested and really cares. So I'm noticing a shift. And for us, we just like want to continue to cultivate community of people that like genuinely care. And I'm not going to be able to please everyone unintended. And yeah. that's <laughs> fine. So it's like, cool if you're like someone that we're reaching out to that that we want to gift and you're like oh i'll use that like privately but i won't promote it like we'll probably still gift you because like we want people to enjoy the product but if you're someone who's like yeah i'd like love to post about it like i'm more inclined to pay that person too because they like genuinely care about it i'd rather pay someone with a smaller following who like will really do their research and like talk about the product versus someone with like a million followers who's like swipe up yeah 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 and i think i took an influencer marketing class like within the last year and we kind of talked about how brands like bigger brands too are even doing the same thing with moving to smaller kind of platforms to push it because again the authenticity aspect of it and they'll work way harder for less so totally. what you'd pay an influencer for one swipe up, they'll make five videos about it. It's just crazy. Like the control of the influencer versus the consumer. And we're a really scrappy company. Like we don't even pay ourselves yet. Yeah. That's part of our fundraise. Again, everyone listening, like donate, you know, go, go water <laughs> your money tree and like say a prayer or something. But so we like, I want to also be in a position when we do get proper fundraising that I can pay people what they're worth too. Yeah. That's like been a struggle. It's a lot of like chicken and the egg of like, Oh, like we can help you take off, but you have to pay us this. And I'm like, I would love to, but I genuinely can't. Yeah. Like we have no budget right now. Yeah. And that's crazy. That's something that's really tough too. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand is like brands also go through like quarters where they have more money and quarters Mm -hmm. where they have next to nothing. And like, it really all depends on, 
kind of how they're doing. I found that in the winter, shit slows down. Yes. Like these two months, January, February. They do. It's like the most stretched. It is. And especially everyone right now is like, recession. And I'm like, but what's great is that pandemics and recessions, people still have sex. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably more. They have sex. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so use it to your advantage for sure. Good. Like what are the future plans? What's the next directions? What are the next steps in the company I besides fundraising? Yeah. Fundraising, working on condoms. I just gave Mary Kate and Taylor a lip and nip balm sample. So, oh, I didn't know it was for nips too. Okay, so let me tell you more. Yes, it's please. The first do. iteration, like the nip part, won't necessarily apply to you. You'll see. Um, <laughs> okay. So it's a lip balm that like we're gonna use as a gateway drug for like to your point people earlier when people are like you have a lube company and it's like everyone has a chapstick in every purse car like bedroom what have you whether whatever gender you are and so this one we worked with our chemist that it can be on all chapped skin so you got chapped both sets of lips go crazy it's safe <laughs> uh-huh said that and then for breastfeeding moms because moms have been like coming towards us oh. and really into our products because you know when you guys eventually have kids like things change down there and you're gonna need lube so yeah don't worry we'll cross and the fertility today. aspect major conception yeah and so this product is doctor safe for breastfeeding moms with chapped nipples but it's also just a really really great lip balm yeah that's great yes, i was like I know nips. Yeah, it's like hello. We just really want to make the KYs and astroglides of the world irrelevant and like Durex. I think it's just like male toxicity of like they're creating products that don't have women's pleasure in mind or like non-binary or queer pleasure in mind and we're actually been really surprised like the amount of straight dudes that have liked our product so that's what i was literally just going to bring up something that has been a huge conversation in all of my college classes is that women are thriving sexually and men are starting to struggle yes so in japan over half of men age 35 are virgins that i did not know and i'm shook to my core well here's the reasoning porn addiction that because they you have this false ideal or identity of what objectification of women as well yes and that's like a huge part that stephanie i eventually want to bring to like curriculum like when we can for education is like boys are just go to like Pornhub when they're 12 and think that that's what girls want in the bedroom. And that's the the beginning of the Andrew Tate pipeline. Oh, sure. That's my bad. But like... My sister has a 12-year-old. 13! Okay, 16-year-old boys (laughs) love porn and they think that that's what pleasure is. And I would much rather like shift the narrative around that and be like, I'd rather you learn early what pleasure with yourself looks and feels like and what a partner feels like. And then you'll actually be able to enjoy it and not like just be addicted to shitty porn. Yeah. And not to backtrack to the whole sexual education route, but like in high school, I remember coming here and I took my first women's studies class and they were like, who here wants to talk about their sexual education in high school? And I raised my hand, easy, you know, participation, (laughs) great. So I'm like, yeah, me. And I'm like, yeah, so in high school, we just really learned about like the anatomy and then straight to like what diseases we can contract. And that was it. 
fear based. And everyone like turns their head because it's mostly California natives. And they're like, it's so liberal here and so like positive in the education and so forward thinking. And they all went to private school. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really get that education with the public school. It's even worse. And it's crazy. So I didn't learn anything. I just my only memory from sex education in school was our teacher told us she shoved a frozen hot dog up her vagina and had to have it surgically removed. (laughs) Also, like you're an idiot as a teacher to tell a bunch of like middle schools and teenagers there because they're just going to like laugh at that and not in like but then as you get older and like everyone's masturbating it's scary of course it is because you're like oh my god what if i get a hot dog so (laughs) (laughs) you know yes like that's a possibility it's a possibility the chances are never zero the chances are never zero but like just use a vibrator a vibrator and some fucking lube. Yeah, a vibrator like, and some lube. But the reason she used a hot dog in the first place is because they're shame behind it. She didn't fucking have a vibrator. Damn. It all comes full circle. It's all so the, the amount of shame. That's like a huge motivator for Which us. Which is also playing into the porn addiction as well because I personally, in the last, God, like two years, the guys that I've hooked up with all deal with some level of erectile, erectile dysfunction. Ew. And like that's the last sad. guy I dated, I didn't have sex with for four months and that's like why we broke up. As a 20-year-old girl. Yeah, that is dark. I yeah. really hate that. And bat- and they don't talk about it. They don't no, talk about it. The, the male gaze is like you can't talk about anything that, especially when it comes to your dick, that could be negative. Shameful. Yeah, and yeah. shameful. We need to get some young straight dudes on here and talk to them. I need About like yeah. their sexual health and wellness. <laughs> I honestly really, really would love it. I think that... That's there's just still I mean so much stigma behind it. So much stigma behind it. The CBD lube that we have is really great for masturbation. That's what I'll say, guys. Yeah, I will say it's my friends who are married have claimed have coined that this this product's called Peak, and they say it's cheaper than couples therapy. So <laughs> that's kind of amazing. Uh-huh. Put that quote that on the website. Uh-huh. We like want a billboard of it, like a T-shirt uh-huh. even. Cheaper that would be great. Therapy. A sticker. Uh-huh. I see it, but I feel like. God, there was a direction I was going to go with that. Shit. When, how old were you when you feel like people started talking about like sex openly besides like, you know, and masturbation and stuff like that and sexual wellness? Like I have very liberal parents, but they still like didn't really have those conversations with me. And I remember with my high school boyfriend who Taylor knows, like I had to keep it a secret. Like I would have much rather been like, I'm think like you know i'm 16 and i'm like i'm in love with him Mm -hmm. and like i remember when i lost my virginity to him my parents were chill but they were also strict for curfew that i was said i was sleeping at my girlfriend's house and i had to call from a landline when i was home from curfew yeah and so i left his house call went to her house called from the landline and went back to his house and for me, I'm like, there was just so much unnecessary fear that I had. And when, by the way, like, I was safe with him. I felt really comfortable with him. Yeah. I wasn't, like, out there doing anything crazy, but I felt so guilty. Yeah. And, like, I that I, like, betrayed my parents when I much rather would have, like, had a conversation with them. But it's awkward. Like, it's, we, like, society has made it so, like, this shit is unnecessarily awkward. So like my like vow is like, I'm going to talk like different stages of pleasure to my offspring throughout just so they like, don't feel like they have to like hide shit. They don't need to like give me details on their sex life if they don't want to, that's fine. But like, I want to make sure that they don't feel fear-based or. So yeah, I just think like I never really, 
I had very supportive parents and like went to a pretty chill school, but I never got like the warm hug of like, it's okay to have sex. Like having sex is not a bad thing. Like pleasure is great. Actually, like masturbation and orgasm helps stress. Like there are signs like oxytocin, dopamine and serotonin are real. And (laughs) a thing that happens. Yeah, that's important. That's good. It's good to feel good. So catch like Mary Kate and I revamping sex ed in the future. I think that would be honestly really sick if you guys ended up doing a whole educational kind of segment about like not only sexual health and wellness, but you know, like a podcast would be really cool for you guys. I think it would be so fun. And there's so much stuff in like middle school and high school and even college that like, I feel like you learn so much more from your girlfriends than you do from school. Yeah. And that's where the real sex ed comes in because everyone's like, am I doing this right? Is this normal? Is this okay if this happens? And it's like, yeah. Encourage the conversation. Yes, let's have it. Empower each other. Prioritize your pleasure, people. Keep fucking. That, and I feel like younger people look to the internet for help with that stuff. Like, I remember looking up how to give a blowjob when I was younger. I feel like everyone has. Yes, and if, like, that's the case, I'd much rather it be, like, from a cool, like, female-led website that, like, is gonna tell you in a way that's, like, not gross or degrading yeah i agree i think it's very empowering elevate it i do like that whole message that like repetitive theme yes i forget where i was gonna go next with it i like have a horrible i feel like i've oh i have adhd i have it really bad too do you recommend starting your own company or business um, you are crazy. Yes, do yeah. it. It's or extremely wealthy. Yeah, if I was super rich, this would definitely be a lot easier. So I'm really grateful for like friends that have given ten thousand dollars. Some have given fifty. Like I'm extremely grateful, and they're all investors. So don't worry, they'll get paid. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Uh, but if you are passionate about something, especially to like girls that are listening, like don't. I feel like in school and even in like past life yeah. of like my career I some I like wish I had been as opinionated as you and vocal as you were in school because I like was so I was really smart but I also like had really smart dudes in my class that were like hella opinionated and like yeah in your face and so I was like shit I'm gonna sound like an idiot and I like regret so much not speaking up in classes when I should have and that I'm used towards building a business like I'm like okay I'm about to build something that people are gonna be like what the fuck why is this random girl making a loop company and like that's what motivated me I was like I want to do something that people wouldn't expect and that I'm actually genuinely passionate about so if you like and starting's the hardest part you have to like just be shameless and who you ask for advice and like who you go to and don't feel like an idiot because you're there are no stupid questions there aren't and like even if they are stupid like whatever someone (laughs) will be happy to talk your ear off about it yeah who knows a lot more ask i just make sure i'm always asking people that are smarter than me questions and like people and like so shameless with my network and like I was just gonna say that their network do you feel like your network is your net worth yes 100% a million percent it's all about who you know it's all about you know and like build relationships too like be I'm allergic to ego so is Stephanie like ego to me is so cringe and so don't think just because like you have one success that you're hot shit and you might (laughs) 
<laughs> side eye, <laughs> side eye. I think I'm very successful because I, I have one hit. You are fucking successful, and I love that. I'm just saying, <laughs> ask people, and don't be afraid. You never know who's going to be able to help you. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask questions. You are successful. Okay, true, true, true. <laughs> I think, um, shit, what was I going to say about, I don't even, I feel the same way about TikTok. Because, yeah. like, I think there are definitely moments, too, where you doubt yourself. And 100%. you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, like, I look like an idiot. And I could be making money elsewhere and doing something yes. else. But I feel like there's so much importance about doing things that you're passionate about and, like, pursuing your passions. Because passionate about and that scare you. Yeah. It's your comfort thing. zone will kill you is one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> Because it's like I'm raging social anxiety. And when you have anxiety, you live in either the past or the future. 100%. And sometimes both. And so I just struggle the most with being present. And, you know, I think about all the bad what ifs. I'm a catastrophizer. But I never think about the potential in situations. That's like my Stephanie would say that if she was here. She's like runs super anxious socially. Yeah. And so like something like we coach and train each other on are what we call our blind spots all the time. And I'm like, what's the worst that will happen? Like they'll say no, or yeah. like, we, it won't work that time. I'm like, let's just, she's like, I don't want to bother that person. Or like, what if we look stupid? I'm like, then we look stupid and yeah. we bothered them. Okay. Yeah. Like it won't be the end of the world. And they probably won't remember it. <laughs> no. Like it will be insignificant. I mean, the whole five year rule, like, is this really going to matter or whatever the fuck it is? Seven yes. years. I don't know. It's, it never does. No. So and sometimes you'll be happy you did it and took the risk. Amen. Yeah. I Take mean, that's risks. what I had that literal breakdown yesterday. I was like, I'm just going to like I text my manager. I was like, I'm going to should I give up? And she texted me. She's like, why are you being cryptic? Called me and was like, she goes, are we about to spiral? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I sense a spiral. And I'm like, Ugh, yeah. And I just start crying. And I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I feel like I'm constantly putting in and I'm never getting back. And she's like, shut the fuck up. Like gratitude check right now. Like what three things? Yes. Gratitude check. I do that every day. I name three things that I'm grateful for because even though I'm like pessimistic as fuck inherently, I think that it helps to kind of just be aware. Yeah. You get so caught up. You have to be. And like, also it's like, okay to have the spiral i'm like a bit of a control freak when it comes to the business i'm like let's push through let's push through like it's fine and stephanie's like i need a moment to like cry and express that i'm stressed i'm like okay you're human and i need to like allow and accept that yeah but like what we're doing is really overwhelming because i'm like you're go 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 just like pick it up carry on (laughs) which like i feel like you see more of the hustle and i don't see enough of the breakdown and i started that's like my whole brand my videos that go the most viral is me literally losing my shit i mean crying screaming yeah people love it it's raw as fuck be raw stephanie's like a triple water sign so i'm like really what are you i'm aries aries capricorn oh fuck yeah i'm crazy so you're very much business i'm very much business i'm fiery but i like using my fire as like a sense of warmth and light for us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting and a fire under your ass. And a fire under your ass and anyone around me. But so, it, which is wild working with Stephanie is, and she's so vocal about it. She's like, you need to remember that I'm a triple water sign. Yeah. Like, I'm going to feel I love her. every fucking thing. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, like, but it puts me in check too. Cause like, I really appreciate it. She brings the human element to our business and like at the end of the day like we are humans we aren't necessarily like 
our bottom line of business and like Truly. that's huge about who we are as a brand so shout out to stephanie where she was here Honestly, but she's also feeling her feelings she's like i'm not feeling 100 today and i was like okay cool i'm gonna go hang out with mary kate i saw that text last night and i was out and i was like real like <laughs> literally so, so real. fucking real because yeah. i i'm a shutdown like i can't yes. i have to feel everything or else anything that will come after that is like nightmare fuel nightmare, totally. nightmare. like totally. scary I don't even like the bitch that I become. But I mean, I'm also Pisces. I'm big water sign. Oh, duh. Your birthday's next week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm a big emotional bitch. But I have a Virgo rising. So I'm a cunt. Yeah. No, but I love Virgo. There, I mean, okay. We have our shit together. Yes. Like at the end of the day, I'll be a mess. I'm crying my way through it, but so it's going to get, get done. done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like pack it all up. And then. I have like Virgo envy. I'm very jealous. Really? Yeah, like you kind Virgos. of give me Virgo energy. Yeah, it's like a, you probably have it somewhere in your chart. So when you get mad, you get it's you get really mad, both yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah, like pissed, passionate. Yeah, that's what passionate. I my friend was yelling the other day on the phone, and I was like li- lower, and he's like, "I'm not yelling, I'm speaking with passion." I'm like, "Holy shit!" That's some dude energy for you. <laughs> that's real though. I feel that sometimes. Like I'll be screaming, and I'm like, "The volume is not loud. It's my energy." Uh-huh, yeah. Um. And then something I want to ask, too, is, like, what advice can you offer to graduating college students? I feel like even high school students, yes. like, what what's next to come? What what motivated you? What got you through being, like, younger and kind of into who you are today? What motivates me is the bullshit. Like, yeah. being, <laughs> like, people that stigmatize what we're building. I'm like, cool, let me further, further motivate, motivate that because there are people who do feel shame that shouldn't feel shame, and I want to be a resource for them. So if they're, like areas in your life where you feel like you're being like pigeonholed or like under someone's thumb and it's like preventing you from being your best self like lean into those areas and try to like have them explode and don't <laughs> literally bomb and but like in the sense where it's you like empower yourself so I've managed a lot of people in my life and like my and I've had a lot of shit managers and so yeah. for anyone who's like I don't know what I'm going to do when I graduate from college or like, I want to start my own thing. Like the biggest, my biggest piece of advice is build relationships with people that like you might not normally build relationships with personally and professionally. Cause you can always learn from people, even if it's like outside of like your social norm and you're going to discover a lot more of yourself. And especially if you have social anxiety, I know that's like extremely challenging, but I like human connection in the business world and in the personal world is so important. And that's like, again, why I'm grateful for Stephanie because she humanizes everything. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like I was a drama geek and really, yeah. Uh huh. Theater nerd fully. What was your major? I started in college as a theater nerd. Shit. You not. And then fuck. Yeah. Like, same and then I uh, switched to public communication and did community development and applied economics so it's like sustainable comms and then I drove cross-country to LA and worked as a customer service agent at a baby company did you get the job before you drove across country no I had no idea what I was doing (laughs) wait how old were you 22 okay lied to my parents and said that I had an apartment and a job I had neither drove from Boston by the time I got to Nevada I had an apartment which was a shared studio with my friend and then I worked at a really weird bag company that I'm very grateful for the experience actually Taylor got me connected to this company no but like I'm so grateful you brought me to her yeah you're really the connect queen that I know a guy 
Hey. Yeah. And the bag company was like true startup life. It totally failed. It was so weird. And then um, someone I knew was at the Honest Company and I'm like 22 with a big head and I'm like, I don't want to work in a baby company. And I worked there and it was sick and I yeah. worked there for six years. And while I was there, I learned so much. And that was like, I wasn't making that much money in the beginning. I just absorbed everything. And like, this sounds so cheesy and kind of old school, but I grew a lot at that company and got promoted a bunch because I was just like, I'm going to know every person in every department. I'm going to know the names of the people that clean the fucking toilets after hours. I'm going to know like the CEO's assistant's family life. Like I will know everything about this company and that's how I learned and like ran some shit. Yeah, you really did take over there. I took over. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, that's insane. I feel like I recently met someone from Connecticut, which this also kind of segues into. I wanted to ask you about OnlyFans and, like, what you think about that. Uh, But on a personal level, I had no idea you wanted a boob job. Really? Yeah. So this is like something I went home and I had just lost all of my TikToks for winter break. This wasn't even my own idea. Like I've always wanted, like ideally if I get the money, I'm bimbo vacationing myself, like totally Jennifer Coolidgeing my whole body. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I am just like really insecure. Like I kind of dealt with like eating disorder, body dysmorphia stuff. I have severe body dysmorphia and I had an eating disorder. I had a lot of like sexual shame and like because of that too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you like feel gross about yourself on your pod. I remember. Yeah, I felt. I did. Yeah, losing my virginity to like assault is really tough. Yeah, that's fucking scary, and that's like, I think, like bringing it back to fave. Some people that are raise their eyebrow when they say what we're doing. I think there's such this like connotation of sex, and especially like. Right now with the Me Too movement, people are like, why are you advertising sex? Like, that can yeah. be so scary and that can be bliss. And that's like the antithesis of what we're doing. Like, we want it to be empowering and powerful for the vulva owner so that, like, they don't have to feel the shame or fear. And, like, especially if people have experienced that type of shame or fear in the past, like how to reclaim their pleasure. Because there are so many douchebags out there that, like, dim people's sparkle and that's really like that's something you know it's helped me when i i tried the lube i fucking worked for you guys i have to know how it works it was great (laughs) i can attest to it but i like really struggle with having sober sex because it's very vulnerable and intimate and half these bitches who have been assaulted we're all on like antidepressants Mm -hmm. so we're dry as a bone yes so it's it's not just like menopausal women that need it and women going through like childbirth it's people our age that we have another intern at wesleyan right now and she Mm -hmm. literally is writing a piece for us on antidepressants and sex because i'm on antidepressants and it can fuck up your sex drive and i'm like not gonna let my the chemical imbalance in my brain get in the way of my pleasure even smoking (laughs) weed like is a huge problem sometimes it can either elevate it or it can like make everything so fucking awkward you're like overthinking all of it so i think that honestly it's like really yeah helpful but back to the boob job story back to <laughs> how that happened i went home lost all my tiktoks and i'm crying to jen about it jen comes in after working like a 12-hour shift and i'm like i'm giving up i'm so over it i'm never gonna get it back and she was like we're gonna call someone we're gonna figure something out and like the next day she woke up she's got the cup of coffee in her hand she's in her pjs she's like mk and she gives me a little squeeze and she's like i think we could we could get you a boob job 
And I'm like, what? Like, I hadn't even said anything about it. Yeah. And she starts to say it. She's like, listen, and it kind of goes back to the whole idea of like, ask not what the patriarchy, you know, you can do, what it can do for you. 100%. And she was like, sex sells. And like these girls, like think about Alex Earl is like openly talking about her breast augmentation on TikTok all the time. And she's always having her yitties out. Like there's a lot of like famous comedians that are women that talk about getting boob jobs and like, that's you I kind of have Kelsey to boobs. play it to your yes. advantage yeah and just be like this is like me and like i got this done and then you pull in not only the loyal female audience yes. who like relate but you're pulling in male 100%. male gaze and i think to your point of like because a lot of us a lot of what we do like we do want to dismantle the male gaze but like how can we use it to our advantage and yeah. be like okay if you guys are going to be in control and have the power like fine. This is like, you're going to help us that and we're going to succeed. Take the power back. Hell yes. And I think there's ways to like objectify yourself in a way that's not so shameful and so male gazy. It's like on your terms. Like I can make myself feminine for, you know, like being naked, like more of an art form, female gaze. I love being sexy. I love like putting on really hot lingerie for my boyfriend and it's a hundred percent way more for me than it is for him yeah, <laughs> like feels so sexy in it. we were talking about last night how this girl like matches her whole like underwear oh to her God. outfits wow. and her earrings i was like one day one day i'll, I'll be that together. together yeah <laughs> it's like that sounds I, nice yeah wow that's beautiful i can't i can't i was like i love being a girl yeah, like little moments like that fun. yeah Aww. yeah but i feel like we can just like wrap it up here yeah, it's been insane having you but i think we'll do one last social Whatever plug before yes. we go follow my new tiktoks mk9 unit <laughs> mary jane not kate v2 Cryptic and Unhinged for all the podcast stuff. My YouTube, this video is going to go up on Mary Jane, not Kate. We'll see if I get it up in time. It's always a gamble with me. <laughs> and then my Instagram is MaryKate.Willis. Love it. I'm Personal Fave Co. F-A-V for Fave C-O. And our website is PersonalFave.co. But that is the handle for Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Please follow us. Check them out. Try some. Honestly, highly recommend. I've watched Hannah squirt it into her own mouth. It's true. So. That's how clean it is. Yeah, we're, we're selling it hard here. And but. it's 23% off the rest of the month. I don't know when this is going to go live. Oh, it'll go live this month. Yeah, Great. definitely next week. Yeah, my so. fave 23 at checkout because we want everyone's 2023 to be wet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, thank you for joining me. And we'll have to have, like, Stephanie if she ever comes back to La La Land. She will. Okay, <laughs> good. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.